The following podcast is intended for adult audiences. Listener discretion is advised. The Iron Realm, Chapter 31 Halfling versus Thief. Waves of fever washed over Echo. It was cold in the room, but she was sweating. She had called more than once for water, but none was given to her. The water skates were almost empty, and their leaders had decided to ration it as far as it would go. Unicorn women. They were in charge now. And Solus, the fighting man. Who was he to make decisions for them? She didn't like the way he had become so familiar with Len and Kailana. He was full of pride and lust and disrespect. He had used his injuries to elicit their sympathy, to take them away from her. Echo clenched her teeth. A wave of pain burst through her temples. She cursed until it subsided. Not so far from her, there was Solus, and he was resting. And Kailana beside him. She imagined him with Kailana, and then Len, his man's hands upon them, touching their bodies, caressing them, mounting them, each in turn rocking them, and then expertly drawing from them cries of pleasure in the night while she slept, and she imagined them saying his name, gasping his name, Solus, Solus. The scene ceaselessly played through her mind, Echo's eyes narrowed, and she wanted revenge. She had tolerated him until now, because to turn against the group only invited death. What would they do to her if she killed Solus? They might pay it back at once, or they might cast her alone into the tunnels, or something worse. But she didn't care anymore. She was quiet enough not to be noticed. The poison dagger. She would need to give him only the slightest touch with it. Just the slightest prick. No one would even know. And then he wouldn't wake up. And she would be done with him. And she would have her lovers back again. On all fours then, she made her way. An inch at a time, like a predator. The shadows were her camouflage. Her eyes were intent on the man. 
he was resting with his back to her a few more feet. The wizard was blathering on and making noise, and it would further serve to conceal her. One knee forward, and then the other, and then she would rest and play dead, breathing on the floor with one eye open, and her dagger concealed beneath her, so that they wouldn't see. Even now, as she lay prone, she could feel the hilt pressing low on her body, and she welcomed its presence, and she let a thin smile spread across her lips. She held it in place, concealing it beneath her, taking care that the blade would not betray her. Long moments passed, and, though she did not realize it, Echo mumbled to herself about her plan until at last she let her fingers slip in underneath her to take the dagger once again as she continued her crawl. You're mine, Solace. I'll rejoice only when you're dead. You leave Solace alone, came the voice of Temek from behind. He had risen from apparent slumber. The halfling was not clothed, and he was fevered too. But nonetheless, he challenged her with his hand axe and told her to go back to sleep. Go back to sleep, witch. Don't test me, halfling, she said. Your beloved master has betrayed me and led my others to do the same. Now he dies. And if you want to taste the blade first, then I'll give you what you deserve. And with that, the girl lunged at him while Temek's eyes rolled into the back of his head. He jumped on her back before she had fully risen from the floor, and he pinned her down. He began to foam at the mouth, and he grabbed her hair, and he grabbed her arm, and he twisted it backwards as she screamed holding fast to the dagger. Impossibly, she twisted her body under him, now face to face, and she kneed him in the groin as she slipped away from him and out of his grasp. Oh, it's on, said Tomek. One of us is going to die today, and it isn't going to be me. He laughed maniacally, <laughs> picked up a shield, and started swinging with the axe. With the thief, equally eager to end him as well, cutting the air ever closer to him as the others looked on in horror. Watch your backs, travelers of the maze. The dagger is poison, and one touch means only death. Tribal Matters Tamek and Echo are locked in fierce combat, and although some of their friends are shouting for them to stop, they're also being encouraged to fight by those among them who have slipped into madness. 
the unarmored Echo is dressed just in a shirt and leggings, whilst wielding her poison black dagger. Meanwhile, the halfling fights wearing nothing at all, though he has taken up a shield and a hand axe. A lantern lit previously by Treya provides light to the combatants, yet each of them is suffering a minus two for lack of food and water, and a further minus one for the malady. The Yuname are already armored and plan to intervene, but I'm going to require of them a surprise check to see whether the fight has taken them by surprise. A one. The Yuname will not be able to react during this first round of combat. Round one. Initiative. Temek. A four. Echo. A four. Simultaneous combat. Temek swings the hand axe. He needs a 14 to hit the girl. Ha! With an eight, he fails as the wily footpad dodges aside. She counter-strikes with the black dagger, and she needs a 13. In eight, Temek is wily too. He laughs and taunts her as she makes the attack. Round two, initiative, Temek. A three, Echo. A six, and the Yuname. A four, the Yuname are up on their feet working as a team to stop their crazed friends. Yet Echo is too quick and takes a second jab at the halfling. Nat 20. The black dagger hurdles toward Temek. Its fierce bite deals double damage and she drives the blade in through his ribcage maniacally as the hand axe slips from his fingers and falls. Nora, with her penalties and bonuses, needs a 12 to strike Echo. She hits with the flat of her blade, an 18. And she deals six points of submission damage, enough to lay the rogue down to the floor. Poison from the blade starts to seep in to the halfling's bloodstream. Temek must now make a save versus death. Mercifully, he gets a 12. Temek will survive. The Yuname take the remainder of Orson's rope tying up the two mad combatants. Temek has lost a total of two life points during this fight, and so he is down to four. Arbitrarily, I'm going to award five level points to each of the combatants. The Iron Round, copyright A. Lenzo is an extreme reimagining of the fantasy setting and can be found at theironrealm.com and theironrealm.blogspot.com. The Onyx Vault.
centuries, there have been rumors of its existence. I tell you now that it is not a myth. An impenetrable vault made of black onyx, deep in the tunnels, hidden, guarded, warded. Inside are held the most elusive treasures, the rarest treasures, reserved for the greatest friends of the show. Pre-release podcasts every month give our greatest defenders secret knowledge of the future. Forewarned of those events yet to come before anyone else on the planet. Plus, who knows what other rare items and extras will be dropped into the vault as time goes on. For those who have journeyed in the Iron Realm and wanted more, rise to the call, unlock the secrets of the Onyx Vault, your long-awaited reward awaits. Get the key. Visit patreon.com slash the iron realm and be you rewarded access to the onyx vault is a gift from your maze master and appreciation for exemplary support of the iron realm i thank you for your generosity and for your brave exploits in defense of the iron realm It is 12.20 p.m. on the 12th day of Primaris, level Alpha 1, in the Moss Lichen Room, position 4014, 4219. Echo and Temek have both been bound with rope, following their dangerous bout with insanity, while the healers tend to the delusional Temek, who is at the brink of death. They each hover over him, and they take turns sucking Uh. out the poison. Temek is breathing hard, but the girls continue, and they do not cease their attentions until they have brought the last of it out of him, after which the halfling relaxes and sighs then with relief. As for Echo, she has been knocked unconscious, but because the damage to her is submission damage, she will recover those lost life points within the hour. The standing life points of the wounded are as follows. Solus, 5 out of 8. Treya, 4 out of 5. Stockholm, 9 out of 10. Echo, 4 out of 5. Temek, 4 out of 6. Iona, 4 out of 8. Paola, 3 out of 8. Kai, 3 out of 5. Nora, 5 out of 9. Twyla, 3 out of 6. Whilst the available spells are as follows. Amazar, Door Denial, Lilena, Sea Magic, Kai, Hovering Disc, Orson, 
Invisible Shield, Sira, Invisible Shield. The group is also suffering a minus two penalty to hits, damage, and movement due to lack of food and water, and several in the group who are afflicted with the malady suffer an additional minus one. Though still fairly weak, Treya, Lelena, Solas, and Alain are gaining strength, having recovered from the worst of the malady, and Kana is through it too. Yet the Yuname have now all contracted the disease and are showing signs of it through a labored cough. At the last stage of the disease, Kai, Echo, and Amazar have now sunk into a catatonic state. Being near comatose and all but unresponsive to the world. There is now a death save required of each of them. Kai has failed his death save with a nat one. Life is slipping away quickly, quickly, quickly. And the others can only watch as he further loses his grasp upon the world. Echo has also scored a nat one. She has failed her death save. Amazar. A 19. The fever has broken for the wizard. His eyes come open and he begins to show the first signs of recovery by the day's end. Meanwhile, through the day, several others slip in to a delirious state. Stockholm, Kailana, Bardar, Orson, Iona, Paola. Orson and Stockholm are tied, being the strongest, with guards posted on the others, just in case. Meanwhile, the healers do all they can to save Kai and Echo from death. But it is not to be. Before the middle day is done, both the rogue and the elf have forever passed away from the last world. During the day later, those still alive partake of a meal, bat meat and blood crow, while at the same time taking water. Some members of the group are far too incapacitated to eat and must be fed mouth to mouth. When the shock of what has happened somewhat passes, Len performs a remembrance for Echo and for Kai. Even though many of those who would grieve are yet too far deep within the sickness themselves 
to even comprehend the passing. Lilena cries with her, for one of her males is dead, with the second just a short way behind. While Len sheds tears as well for the feral girl who once saved her in the dark. The level point pools runneth over. We review them on tonight's treasure room. The first level point pool includes points for the Vanguard minus Paola. 50 points assigned for the chapter 25 intro, which means 10 points each for Orson, Treya, Iona, Echo, and Stockholm. The second pool is for the search party. 65 points for the Blood Crows. That means 10 points each for Kai, Len, Kailana, Temek, Lilena, and Amazar, with five points left over. The next pool, the Vanguard plus the search party, not including Paola, who was unconscious. 50 points assigned for the chapter 26 intro, and 175 points for the Pit Vipers. That means 20 points each for Orson, Echo, Treya, Stockholm, Iona, Kai, Len, Kailana, Tamek, Lilena, and Amazar, with five points left over. The next pool includes points for the Vanguard and the Search Party, minus the unconscious Paola and Kai. 50 points assigned for the Chapter 27 intro, 50 points assigned for the Chapter 27 Real Roleplay, 50 points assigned for the 10 Kobolds, and 52 points for the encounter with the Uname. That means 20 points each for each of the following characters. Orson, Echo, Treya, Stockholm, Iona, Len, Kailana, Tamek, Lilena, and Amazar, with two points left over. The next level pool is for the Uname only. During Chapter 28, 130 points were assigned for their successful reckoning with the search party and the vanguard. That's 32 points per Uname, Nora, Nim, Twyla, and Sira, with two points left over. The next pool, all the characters, not including the unconscious, Paola and Kai. 50 points assigned for the Chapter 28 intro, Half Unicorn. 39 points for the three spitting cobras, 50 points for the Uname character introductions, 50 points for Chapter 29's Unicorn Hunt, 50 points for Chapter 29's Real Roleplay segment, and 50 points for the Chapter 30 opening. That's 289 points split 17 ways. In other words, 17 level points per character. The next pool includes points for all characters. 38 for the Beastmen Berserkers, 50 points for the Chapter 31 opening, Halfling vs. Thief, and 50 points for Kai's profile. This is split 19 ways, which results in 7 level points each, with 5 left over. And the final pool is for the combatants, 
during the Halfling Thief Deathmatch. For each of the following five level points, Nora Echotemic, Nim Twyla, and Sira. In total, there were 19 level points left over, and these are assigned to Len. And so, having totaled all the level points and taking into account level point penalties and bonuses, the totals for the tribes are as follows. Solus, 660. Len, 709. Kailana, 599. Echo, 1257. Treya, 1211. Stockholm, 1134. Temek, 560. Amazar, 11.62, Iona, 18.29, Kana, 11.25, Paola, 17.38, Bardar, 10.79, Lilena, 2.97, Kai, 201, Orson, 8.24, Nora, 21.79, Twyla, 14.23, Nim, 9.55, Sira, 883. Indeed, if she had survived, the thief Echo would have now leveled, but this fate was not to be hers. Instead, only death in the Iron Realm. A portion of tonight's female voice performance was drawn from audio originally created by and offered by Ashley Eddy through freesound.org under the Creative Commons Attribution License. Further information can be found at theironrealm.com or at theironrealm.blogspot.com under this episode's show notes. Has it claimed Character 8 as well? I hope a small thing like character death hasn't dissuaded you from returning to the maze. <laughs> That's right, I'm sure you're made of sterner stuff. Go on, write up a new character. You can download everything you need from the website. And even though you must create a new Character 8 record, and a new Transcendent Discipline record, if you are using that option. There are some things that survive after death. Do carry over any maps, notes, or sacred writs that you have completed. And don't forget your heroic death write-up for an added advantage the next time around. All the rules you need are on the podcast, but why not give yourself every advantage? The rules of the game are all in one place for your easy reference. Get your own Solitaire Essentials and Gaming Guide version 1.1 1. 1 
is now available within the Onyx Vault. Perhaps Character 8 has been slain. Yet may you rise again to defend the realm. This time wiser. This time stronger. Show the maze that it will never grind you down. <laughs> You have been listening to The Iron Realm. If you would like to show your appreciation and to support new episodes of The Iron Realm, visit patreon.com slash theironrealm and be you rewarded. You can also give a gift at drivethroughrpg.com using pay what you want or by taking a share of premium soft cover books ebooks, and gaming aids for your Iron Realm collection. And don't forget to leave your five-star reviews at iTunes at drivethroughrpg.com and beyond. Finally, tell your friends and spread the word about the world's first play-by-podcast RPG audio drama. Do what you can to ensure the continuance of the realm, your fellow travelers, and your maze master, thank you. From the eternal depths of the Iron Realm. I have been your maze master, Abel Enzo. Remember, play hard or go home. Iron Realm! Good night, everyone.